Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Bellisai. I'm here in the studio recording across the table from my producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. Hey, Matt. We got a pretty fun announcement, don't we? You want to tell the good people what's happening? So fun. You better strap your seatbelts in. Put on your, your crash dummy vests, Breaking people. news. Guess what? We started an Instagram. Woo! Okay. Yeah. It only took us 150 plus episodes, <laughs> but we started a dedicated unhappy hour Instagram. So if you're not a Twitter person, uh, you can follow all of us, uh, all of our stuff on Instagram. We'll post clips of the interviews. We'll post other behind the scenes content. And guess what? It's just unhappy hour. Go find us. Instagram.com slash unhappy hour. Or just search on happy hour. DM us, tag us when you're listening, rant at us via your stories and tag us. Do you know, just just interact, engage, have fun. We're here. And with that, how you doing? Not well. Same. Wow, what's going on with you? Um, ugh, We record on Thursdays, famously, and I went out on a Wednesday night mm. until... I got home at like 2.30. It was the latest I've been out in a while. Yeah, that's disgusting. And um, I don't know if I've talked about before uh, on the pod yet about like how my body cannot handle alcohol anymore. Oh no, we've definitely discussed it like multiple times, like probably multiple times this month. (laughs) 
I just like it takes no. me a full twelve hours to recover for each drink. Yeah. So after last night, it's uh, gonna take about four days to recover. <laughs> great, great, great. I'm not gonna do the math, but I know that's a lot of drinks. Yeah, eight drinks at least. Okay. So there's a lot kind of roiling inside of me mm-hmm, right now, both mm-hmm. uh, both physically and emotionally. Great. But that's what this podcast is where I'm gonna channel all of my energy into complaining. Beautiful. How was your day slash week? Well, speaking of complaining, um, I, I loved how caffeinated we were last week. I felt like the energy was just like great. And I don't know if it's because it's gloomy outside or what, but I decided to really risk it and have a half-calf, mind you, Americano. This is my order, which is upsetting, but a half-calf iced Americano with half and half. So I ordered one before this session and Instead of making me feel like super amazing, instead my tummy really hurts. So that's where I'm at. And I'm also over caffeinated, but maybe just like past the point of no return. And yeah. I'm ready for this podcast. That's God's punishment for you having the worst order ever. <laughs> Ugh, anytime it's a half, half anything, grow up. I know. Just I, do I full. can't handle it. Okay, then you don't you don't deserve any. That's not fair, because then I'm too sleepy. Get a smaller one. This is the smallest size they offer for iced. You can't handle that? You no. should get used to it. Okay. Your body is a, will adapt. Yeah, I'm never taking lessons and advice from you when it comes to how to treat my body. <laughs> <laughs> well, as someone who is awake and alive, I think you should respect me for that. Okay. Okay. Sure. I've made it this far. Also, <laughs> I guess I should say that my birthday was yesterday. As of this recording? Oh, yeah. Happy <laughs> birthday. <laughs> That's the least climactic. We had an entire, like, five-week lead up to your goddamn birthday. Yeah. So, technically, I made it to 31. Oh, my God. Well, knock on wood, because we are recording this before that. Yeah. But um, assuming that I did not die on my actual birthday, I will have made it to 31, which is longer than you, bitch. Okay. So, <laughs> maybe you should take advice from me. <laughs> All right, well, what is coming up on today's episode? As always, we're going to start things off with Worst Things First, where I chat about the stupidest, most ridiculous worst news of the week. After that, we are diving deep into PDA. Not the handheld devices that I desperately wanted when I was a child. (laughs) No, we're talking about public displays of awfulness. I know we were all excited for Hot Girl Summer. We were all looking forward to being huge sluts. But some couples are taking it too far by getting it on outside in front of me. And I'm sick of it. And finally, we've got comedian, actor, and writer Fizza Dasani on the pod as our guest complainer. Fizza sent us the longest list of things that she hates that everyone else loves that we have ever received. Truly the longest list. And we discussed so much of it. We, we didn't even get to all of it. That's how much complaining we did. Highlights include uh, bridal parties, men in flip-flops, space invaders, family phone calls. Really, just truly so much more. So let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's start the show. All right, worst things first. Let's chat about the worst news of the week. First, this is just a quick little story. A crash in Florida, only in Florida, involving a tractor trailer and a dump truck left a highway in Florida covered 
in cow shit. The important part is that really Florida is just kind of fully coming in to being what we expect of it. Right. It's just saying, you know what? Why don't we literally just cover our roads in shit? Because that's what people expect. Yeah, I'm surprised they weren't already covered in shit. Yeah, I'm surprised it wasn't just kind of there wasn't more to this story where it's like this a, a tractor trailer crashes into a dump truck. It spills shit onto an entire orgy of alligators. And the alligators start slipping and sliding around and it becomes like a, right. a shit a wet mud t-shirt pit. concert. Yes, for, for alligators. <laughs> yeah. But like, and then all of the horny, wet, muddy alligators covered in cow manure start eating a bunch of spring breakers. Mm. Um, that are on the run from a bunch of Miami Vice guys wow. who are dressed up in like neon pink 80s costumes. Yeah, it's crazy that this isn't that story. It's it's crazy that it's not. I really just had to invent a story to make this more interesting because <laughs> that's not what this story is. <laughs> Unfortunately, nobody was injured in this giant cow shit crash. Except for every single driver's dignity. Right. But they did have to literally divert traffic around a bunch of shit. <sighs> Wouldn't you just love it if you were a Florida man and then you were you were going into your office mm-hmm. and then your boss was like, why are you late? And you, you'd be like, I, I was too busy dealing with all the shit out there. Oh. And then he would both look at the camera and be like, hmm. <laughs> Jim from the office face. <laughs> anyway, next, this story, well, just a wild departure from the most basic story to the most complicated thing I've ever read. <laughs> um, the arts and crafts store, commonly known as your racist mom's favorite place to shop after church on Sunday, Hobby Lobby. Uh, yes. Was ordered by the Justice Department to return an ancient tablet containing one of the world's oldest works of literature to Iraq. Where it belongs. What? Did they, like, confuse it for, like, a papyrus paper? (sighs) Okay, so here is what you have to know to understand this story, which is truly just a wild (laughs) ride from start to finish. part of it. Hobby Lobby is owned by a bunch of Jesus freaks, okay? (laughs) Specifically, Steve and Jackie Green, who also run a place called the Museum of the Bible in Washington, D.C. So it's, you know, long long been known that Hobby Lobby is a very conservative kind of Christian run company. They're at the heart of Basically, every problematic, like, Supreme Court case, it's usually, like, Hobby Lobby trying to be like, no, you know, if you want to have an abortion, you have to do it the old way. And um, so they run this Museum of the Bible, and for some reason, in 2014, they bought the Gilgamesh Dream Tablet, which Mm -hmm. features the Sumerian poem of Gilgamesh which is one of the world's oldest works of literature, and they were going to display it in the Museum of the Bible. They purchased it for $1.6 million. Nice, nice. And then it turns out that the dealer who sold the tablet to Hobby Lobby had it shipped to the U.S. illegally. So they, like, smuggled it into the U.S. Sick. And then it was auctioned off. They claimed that they just found it in a box of stuff (laughs) in the 80s. You know, it happens. They were like, oh, no, we didn't. This wasn't shipped here illegally. We just found it in a box. The world's oldest piece of literature. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, where else does everything at Hobby Lobby end up? In a fucking box in the attic. Am I right? Boom. Boom. Roasted. <laughs> Hobby Lobby brought down by a podcast. 
the fact that Hobby Lobby also runs a Bible museum is insane. I to bet me. it's the most DIY decorated museum that's out there. <sighs> that's true. There's just like fake flowers everywhere. I I do imagine a lot of maybe papyrus isn't the right word, but what's that like? paper that is clearly modern paper but is supposed to look like old paper. Right. Like those kids that kind of stationery that you use in like scrapbook club. When... And I say that because I was in scrapbook club <laughs> and we used that paper. <laughs> I remember there was there used to be a couple of kids whenever we would have like book reports and they would write one from like Civil War times yeah. and they'd p- pour coffee on their paper yes. and make it look and old. Tea. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, your paper just smells like a garbage can now, and it's impossible to read. So you did nothing. But I'm glad your paper has vibes now. Um, But I imagine there's a lot of that in this museum. Well, it turns out actually there is, because I don't know if you were setting me up for that. I wasn't. In 2020, they had to apologize after a scientific analysis revealed that a whole bunch of pieces of the Dead Sea Scrolls that they had were actually forgeries. Amazing. So they were just a craft project that they were displaying in the museum, <laughs> being like, this is a this is pieces of the first Hebrew Bible, folks. <laughs> and finally, perhaps the craziest story I've ever read, a man in China nearly died after trying to relieve his constipation by inserting an actual eel into his anus. Shiro, Shiro, Shiro. The Shiro in this scenario is the eel. Exactly, yeah. So this man was reportedly encouraged to try this treatment from folklore surrounding this eels as a, as a solution to constipation. No judgment. However... Instead of curing his constipation, he put the... It was an eight-inch eel. Holy shit. Right. This is not some little some little fish here. No. Which, to be fair, okay, I could imagine a, a worse. <laughs> you know, I feel like this is understandable. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And an eel is not unlike some other things that might go up there of similar size. Right, like a microphone. Sure, sure. (laughs) Or like an eggplant. Or a flashlight. Banana, cucumber. Yeah. He put it up his rectum, but then it went from his rectum to his colon before biting its way through and entering his abdomen. Ah, so it's like fully alive. Yeah, just full-blown 1981 alien featuring Sigourney Weaver, like, (laughs) bursting out of his stomach. Ah! And so he uh, eventually, after a day, was like, I probably should go to the hospital. Yep, yep, (laughs) yep. And so he went and they removed it. And interestingly, the eel was still alive when they removed it during the operation. What a day that eel had. Yeah. He's going to go back to his family and be like, you wouldn't believe the day I had. Yeah. Get a load of this shit. (laughs) Again. But yeah, this comes after um, last year, uh, a 50-year-old man, I guess, tried the same stunt with a 16-inch eel, which Mm. is a little more daunting. Slightly. I mean, don't you have, like, isn't there that stat that's like, if you kind of laid out your intestines, it would reach the moon? Like miles, yeah. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it would, like, wrap around the earth, like, seven times or something like that. absolutely. Um, So, you know, you could probably fit a good amount of eels up there. Right, 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 right. Yeah. 
what I hope happens from the fact that this has now happened twice, if it happens once, okay. The fact that it has happened twice to me means that China now needs to put out some sort of like campaign of mm-hmm. like, stop using eels to cure your constipation. And I just would love to see those signs and commercials all over the place. Yeah, I mean, we can help make that for sure. Yeah, this is actually a PSA sponsored by China. Yeah, I would just say, you know, ask your doctor before putting an eel up your ass (laughs) or anything. That was always, not that I'm like, you know, fishing around, putting like random objects up there. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I I feel like one of my like greatest fears is like, what happens if, I don't know, like a carrot, a baby carrot goes up there? (laughs) I just, I feel like I've I've never put a baby carrot anywhere near my ass, to be clear. But it just feels like I'm so scared at the possibility. What if I fell on something? Sure. A bag of baby carrots. Yeah, you just, you just slip and fall and oops. In this imaginary scenario, yeah. I'm naked. In your kitchen. There's a whole bunch of baby, sharp baby carrots. Yep. Upright. And they're sort of perfectly positioned. Like a bed of nails, but instead of nails, it's baby carrots. Yeah. And then I fall and then it goes up there. You slip on a banana peel. And before I have a chance to fish it, it, it gets sucked in. Yeah. That's it for this week's Worst Things First. Guess what? If you want to hear and see even more stories that were cut from this week's episode, and let me tell you, you are going to want to this week because this was truly deranged. What you heard was already insane, but what you didn't hear was probably crazier. It's only $5 a month, and you support me, and you support the show. Patreon.com slash Next, we're diving deep into Pitta. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. All right, well, here's the thing. We back out in these streets, as they say. Hot girl summer, it's been raging. But the problem is, there's there's a lot of people who are out here in public putting their nasty wet mouths on someone else's hot, nasty, wet mouth right in front of my face. Get out of here. According to the data of my personal experience, Mm -hmm. which is all the data I need. Frankly, between the two of us? Yeah. Far far too much data recently. PDA has been at an all-time high, and it's upsetting to me and to the community. Like, I'm not trying to yuck anybody else's yum. By all means, if you get the green light, you know, stick it, stick whatever body part you want into whatever hole that you can find that'll let you in. But I I just don't want to see it in my presence. Please. We literally were walking the other day and saw two, I don't know, young adults. In a very <laughs> fancy Jeep. Right. In like a Hummer on the on the sidewalk, parked, windows fully down. To be fair, that was like a semi-private venue, but they were still like in full view of everybody. I mean, it looked like they were just like going to go in for a goodbye kiss, which is like normal. But then they just never stopped and they were just full, fully going at it. Yeah. And, you know, partially private, but I was on the sidewalk and I saw that. And so I thought it was appropriate to just start saying, ew, 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 ew. Um, And then the guy's eye just one of his eyes opened while still fully inside her mouth (laughs) with his mouth and just made eye contact with us and you were making a 
stinky face. And um, yeah. I'd say that is probably the inspiration for this deep dive. Uh, I'll I'll say if you know if you, you can hear someone saying "ew" at your at your <laughs> kissing, then you probably shouldn't be doing it. Right? Did I feel bad about my behavior? Yes, but should they also have felt bad? Yes. Sure. So, in honor of them, <laughs> these are the worst things about PDA. First, the sound of two people's mouths sucking on each other is absolutely stomach churning to me. Just like two hungry hogs slurping up the day's chunky slop. <laughs> uh, unless I'm paying to see it on the internet, okay? I just cannot physically handle the sound. It's like two, it's it's like two pairs of lips just squelching together like like a like a set of angry squids kind of fighting over a wet grape. Mm. You know, it, it sounds like a soggy seagull trying to lap up a pile of milkshake after another seagull threw it up onto a mound <laughs> of wet sand. It sounds like an old man lathering up his ass cheeks in the in the gym at the shower oh. with a with a fresh bar of Irish spring soap. <laughs> it's, it sounds oh, like boy. someone in a pair of wet flip flops stepped on a Bavarian cream donut in slow motion. Well, that one just sounds fun. Ew. Uh, <laughs> what kind of sick freak are you? You're the one who wrote all this. <laughs> yeah. As a matter of pointing out how disgusting it is, not how much I want to do it. Next! I never want to see another person's tongue. No. Not, I mean, you know, sure, in certain circumstances, I'll take a peek. (laughs) But, like, you know, unless it's I'm inviting it, I don't want to see another person's tongue. The tongue is really categorically the most disgusting body part, I I, would say. Yeah, I'm including the asshole. So (laughs) just you know that. Because the asshole is an internal thing unless something goes wrong, whereas the tongue, it both is internal and external. And it's like, pick a lane. No, I'm including the external presentation of the anus. Okay. Well, the actual hole. Okay. All those little folds. <laughs> but it's just like, have you have you ever really looked at the underside of a tongue? I mean, it looks like like an undiscovered deep sea predator. That's yeah, very alien like. Also, like, yeah. why are there veins there? That shouldn't be. I don't want to think about it. Just like how I don't want to think that there are nerves in my teeth. Yeah, there it's like stringy. I don't know. There's Yeah, there's, where it, where can, it's like, like connected. Pulse if you look close enough. <laughs> It, they, it really it looks like something they warn you about before you go scuba diving. <laughs> like it looks like something that would kill Nemo and not be sorry about it. Next, whenever anybody is making out in public, it's never tame. No, you don't get to that point right. because you're just having a chill time. Yeah, they're never just kind of politely smooching. Mm-hmm. They're they're usually defiling one another's innocence, just fully sweating through like six vodka cranberries. <laughs> Let's put it this way. It's not people doing their finest work, okay? <laughs> they're not respecting each other's faces. Nor are they going to remember what they're doing, which is why. Literally last night, I was at a bar, and it was A, a gay bar. B, the straight couple walked in and started sucking face. No, no, no. It was like, okay, you taken the act of PDA and somehow elevated it to a hate crime. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I just, and it was messy as fuck. 
It was just like full blown, like they couldn't even like stand up straight. So they were just falling into one another. Also, yeah, when someone takes PDA and I mean, there's one making out is one thing, but then there's like full blown like fucking, (laughs) (laughs) which is like a lot of people, you know, when other body parts start getting involved, it's a no. It's a no from me, dog. (laughs) Okay. Do you you see a vibrating heart-shaped motel bed anywhere? I don't think so. Because that's the only place you're allowed to have sex. (laughs) In my rule book. But you better keep in your pants, sir. That's what I say. Mm -hmm. Because everybody knows the only place you're allowed to have sexual relations is in a bed that you have to insert quarters into. (laughs) Yep. And there's not one in this Chili's, okay? Also, I don't need a reminder... That I'm not currently sucking someone's face. Yeah. Okay? That's what PDA is to me. Is every time I see another person sucking somebody else's face, I'm like, that could be me. But currently it's not in that moment. It's also the reason the same philosophy behind if I see a child eating an ice cream cone. <laughs> if I'm not eating an ice cream cone, I reserve the right to knock that shit to the ground. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what you get. Oh, I saw this little girl walking yesterday with an ice cream cone in her hand and just chocolate, like, on every single part of her face. Just the chocolate ice cream just got everywhere. And I was like, I wish that we could still eat ice cream with abandon like that, you know, as adults. Yeah. But we're, we're shamed for even having a slight smudge on our cheek, but you allowed the child to just go about like she dipped her face into the ice cream. Right. That's how I feel about PD. It's like you see it and then it's like, why... I would do it so much better than how they're doing it. <laughs> That's why ever anybody is like, oh, just let people enjoy things. Okay, but only if I can enjoy it also. <laughs> also, let's be real. The only time we really want to see two people making out is if they're hot. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'll say it. I'll say I'll say it when nobody else will say. Okay. <laughs> Before you decide to put on a little show for everybody else in the Cheesecake Factory, maybe you should ask yourself... Do I have what it takes? Okay? Would people pay money to see us on screen? And if the answer is no, and it probably is, then you better keep your slimy tongue in its cage until you're finished with one of Cheesecake Factory's 34 flavors of cheesecake. So interesting that you place this at the Cheesecake Factory because it is, I would say famously, one of the most romantic restaurants. The vibe is sexual. Right, which I get. So you understand yeah, the temptation yeah, is yeah. real. It's you walk in there and you want to rip your clothes off. Right. But you just Listen, gotta... we've all wanted to fuck on the top <laughs> of the Cheesecake Factory menu. Do you know how soft that probably is? How many pages there are? <laughs> Get some great angles. Yeah, that's like 2,000 ply. <laughs> the thread count of a Cheesecake Factory menu is at least 1,000. The lighting in there? Some of the best lighting out there. Right. It's... Com- so ornate. Slightly orange and pink. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then guess what? You're going to afterwards or before or both or during, you're going to have the greatest meal of your life. <laughs> Those avocado egg rolls don't even get me started. <laughs> yeah. The point is you better be hot if you're looking to lick in public. As a final note, I'm no prude, okay? You want to get your adult parts wet and sticky, I strongly endorse it, okay? I support it. The important part is, unless I'm invited, okay, I don't want to bear witness to your sins. You're upsetting me and my Hobby Lobby homegirls. (laughs) 
Literally just go anywhere else that is indoors. The number of places that you can get it in, practically endless, okay? In the dumpster. Behind a life-size standing cardboard cutout poster of The Incredibles. <laughs> in any bathroom. Under a shed. Inside of a covered wagon. Behind a speedboat that's been winterized and stored upside down on shore. <laughs> wow. There are so many places. Yeah. Anyway, that's it for this week's Truly Upsetting Deep Dive. Next, we got Visit Desanya on the pod right after this commercial break. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Bobby Finger. And I'm Lindsay Weber. And I want to tell you about a podcast I think you're going to love. Who Weekly is a podcast about everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. Does celebrity news stress you out? Are there too many people you've literally never heard of? Check out Who Weekly, a podcast hosted by Lindsay Weber and me, Bobby Finger. Each episode goes deep into the biggest Who Liberty stories of the moment. And if you're still confused, we even have a weekly call-in episode where we'll answer the most burning listener queries. Who Weekly airs twice weekly with brand new episodes on Tuesdays and Fridays. Listen and follow Who Weekly on the Odyssey app or wherever else you get your podcasts. My guest complainer today once made a man laugh so hard he peed himself. She's the creator of facial recognition comedy, a nationally touring stand-up show with residences in NYC and LA. She's also the creator and co-host of Facial Recognition Comedy, the podcast. Welcome, triple threat, comedian, actor, writer, Fizza Dasani. Matt, thank you so much for having me here. Thanks for being here. So you're in LA, right? I am. Got it. So we're we're cross country. We're making it happen. So we like to start by asking, what is one thing you hate that everybody else loves? And I should say, so we we send this question to everybody beforehand. And sometimes we'll get back like a few items in, in list form. You sent us the most exhaustive list I <laughs> we have ever gotten. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> you are you are prepared. You are ready. I am ready to rant, to riff, to go off. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, I mean, where do we start? Do you have one that comes to mind as the thing that you hate that everybody else loves? Yeah, um, people asking me to be a bridesmaid. It's <laughs> okay. it's not an honor. It's 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 a burden. Has it happened often? No, no, I think I put off the energy of don't ask me to be a bridesmaid. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. As long as long as you're putting that out and people know, don't even don't even ask. You'll be fine. You know, my sister's getting married and she doesn't have a bridal party and I am just like so grateful to her. I'm like, "You are 
the MVP <laughs> bride of all time. Yeah, unless she's the type that is going to kind of like passive aggressively expect everybody to pitch in. <laughs> I don't I don't know, you know, what your family dynamics are, but that would be me if I were a bride. Codependent? So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, I don't have a bridal party, but everyone everyone needs to step up. Like, I don't even know that marriage is for me. So it's like, I'm not too, I like a free party. Don't get me wrong. But like, yeah. if I have to put the party on, that's not a party for me. That's like a, that's a job. Yeah. That is the thing too about like w- wedding shit and people expecting you to help with their weddings is that uh, at, at, at one point, the expectation could be you help someone and then like when your wedding comes along, they they help you. But but it's the same thing about like baby showers and shit. It's like if I'm not planning on having a baby, at least anytime soon, like I deserve gifts. I deserve stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You deserve gifts for not having a baby. Exactly. Look at the state of the world. Why, why? What is going on? Like we are popping out babies left and right. Like like shit is gravy right now. Yeah. We talk about giving people credit like, you know, bit child credits on their taxes. I should get a, a credit for not having a child. Really? Yeah. Really? Absolutely. Like, I don't, same here. I don't need to pass on my eczema. Like, the buck can stop here. Like, this is, I don't need yeah, my any progeny. are staying here. <laughs> and everyone should be thanking me for that. And I should not be getting penalized. I'm going to send you a gift, Matt. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That is the, that is something I've been thinking about lately is how much of a hit I'm taking right now by being single in New York, just financially, that I don't have someone to split rent with is a, a huge blow. I mean, that's really the only reason I think for, for being in a relationship yeah. <laughs> is to have a, someone to split rent with. I mean, if everyone could afford rent, we'd all be single forever, right? Yeah. It is so upsetting to think about how much money I would save if I had someone to split the rent with, which could be solved by just getting a roommate. But who has who has the time <laughs> or patience? I mean, that's I certainly don't. The squatter laws in L.A. are nuts, too. So let's say you get a roommate who doesn't work out if they don't want to leave. They have that's rights, right. <laughs> apparently. So. That is insane. I mean, I'm sure it's a holdover from some type of, you know, crazy. It's it's always the landlords who are who are the the problems. Yeah. Let's not, you know, get away from who the true enemy is. But squatters, you never be too careful. But that is, you know, there's always that option. So if I if I run out of money because I'm single, <laughs> I can I can squat. <laughs> We're problem solving, you know, we might have a lot to complain about, but we also have solutions. So you have so many things on your list. I don't even know where to begin. Um, We can start picking out some some faves. Yes. One of which I love men in flip flops. (laughs) This is a a point of contention for you. (laughs) You know, I think a lot of men don't you know, I don't I don't like to generalize, but oftentimes feet are neglected. Mm-hmm. Feet are neglected. And I think there's more pressure for women to um, have, I think, put together feet. Agree. Agree. So sometimes, you know, guys are coming out and their dogs are are barking, growling, just looking crazy. Just, you know, toes in all different directions and nails all like 
it just, it, you know, I don't, again, like, you know, I don't just go around yelling at men for wearing flip flops, but I right. will avert my gaze sometimes if it's, if it's not, you know, if it's not appetizing. Yeah. Yeah. I, it is one of those things that unlike, you know, you can't, you can't openly pass judgment on someone whose whose face is unpleasant to look at. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like that they can't do anything about that and they're not going to hide their face for your pleasure. That being said, a, a bad looking foot can and should be covered. Uh, and some people are flaunting them very, very flagrantly. Yeah. And I also want to note that I did describe the foot as not appetizing, meaning there are appetizing feet. They're good. There's some there's some good, impressive feet out there. But, you know, oftentimes, yeah, I think there is sort of neglect of foot care. And and, you know, when they're just all out there, I don't know, it just kind of makes me sad. Yeah. Yeah. Another item. People who don't clean up after themselves. Oh, my God. I could go on forever about this. Like, what is this entitlement that you're going to make a mess and expect someone to pick it up for you if you're sharing a space? Uh huh. Yeah, I was going to say, are we talking about like in public, in a shared like roommate situation, all of the above? All of the above, but I think it hits closer to home quite literally when you're sharing a home with someone and, you know, in your safe space, there's like... Like, you know, it, it it's just nasty. Like, clean up. Like, if you eat, put your dishes away. Don't leave your macaroni and cheese out for four days and then eat it on the fourth day. That's scary. Uh, well, yeah. Now we're getting into just some really uh, upsetting behavior. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least you clean it up a little bit more when you eat it. But, like, four sure. days, it's it's dairy. What is going on? Yeah, you are, you're making the situation much worse. Internally, at the very least. Uh, I'm I, it, I'm internally upset by this. <laughs> it's not okay. Yeah, no, I I don't. It's been a while since I've shared a, a living space with anybody. Uh, and frankly, I'm disgusted by myself <laughs> whenever I wake up. And I'm like, who left the shit like this? And have nobody but to blame but but me. I'm I'm upset enough by that that I can't imagine sharing a space with someone and having to confront their mess every day. I know it's hard enough having to confront our own, but then like it's sort of like being able to blame ourselves versus someone else. It's a little easier. Yeah. Um, another item, I, I think related, not respecting uh, people's personal space. Oh my gosh! And this is like I used to have that issue even pre-corona, like. There was this one guy and he was nice, but I don't know if there was something off, but he would always try to get really close to me when he talked, like so much so that, you know, when you can feel the air, the warmth of the breath, that is too close. So like uh -huh. my fix <laughs> was to stick my leg way out in front of me so he couldn't <laughs> get too close to my face. And it kind of worked, but you could see he was trying. He was trying. Like, that's just how right. he moves or, you know, that's what he's accustomed to, I guess. But I just, I hate it. I don't want to feel the warm breath on my face. And now after Corona, it's like we know better, you know? Right, right. It's been a while since I've been to kind of like a house party situation. That is where I feel like some of those kind of personal space invaders can be the most egregious because <laughs> I don't know if you're sitting at a bar or a restaurant there's kind of like a predetermined space between people yeah. but when it's like in an open space and you have yeah it, it can it can get dicey and someone starts someone starts breathing on you a little too close not a fan not a fan 
I, I I just I was like, how does you know how this he I guess he couldn't read the body language so much so right. that I was literally sticking out limbs to, to carve out space for myself. <laughs> Stay there. Yeah. No, some people are just not great at picking up on on cues. Yes. Yeah. And I don't think the last year has helped. <laughs> God. If anything, everyone is now reemerging into the world. All our social skills have reset back to the factory settings. We have to relearn everything. My social skills are garbage right now. <laughs> I'm like, Same. I am just like making eye contact in person. I'm like, we're looking into the window of each other's souls. Like, this is a lot. <laughs> this is a lot. And I can't just sign off and escape. It's like I have to deal with the geographical, you know, reality you have to do the, you know, the slow, the, the the small talk in the beginning leading up to everything and then like the slow goodbye at the end. Yeah, you can't just hit and, and call for everyone. Dude, I think I forgot to add this to the list, but I hate long goodbyes. <laughs> Let's get into that. Yeah. Especially leaving like a party. This this goes back to, I mean, I find any excuse to complain about my family, uh, obviously. <laughs> but I, whenever we would leave a party, like a family party, and uh, my mom would be like, okay, we're going to get ready to say our goodbyes. I, I could set a timer and be like, I know for a fact we won't walk out of this place for another 45 minutes. <laughs> it drives me nuts. I don't know. Like for me, when I'm ready to leave, I just am ready to leave. Also, like, okay, I grew up in an Indian family. Mm -hmm. And goodbyes are so long, so much so that people have missed flights saying goodbye <laughs> to their family. Like, and I hate that it's just, it's too much. Like even at a party, like I prefer the Irish goodbye. Like, you know, if I run into you, I'll say bye. Um, if not, it's like really like doing, like, who is this for? It's just like either you're here and you're engaging in the now or you're leaving. Exactly. But then when once you've said goodbye, it's like everything after that is just kind of awkward nonsense. Yeah. There, nothing meaningful is happening in that moment. My sister. Sorry. My sister just called. And that's another thing I want to put on the list because every time she calls, <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, she said friendly call. It's like, do you literally have to call every time I'm doing something? It's like she'll wait till I'm recording a podcast or doing a show and she'll call right then and just be like, oh, I'm just calling. It, it, uh -huh. And also, I don't know if it's just like an Indian family thing, but every time a family member calls, I'm just like, what's wrong? What's happened? What's the terrible yeah. thing that's happened? And it's just like, oh no, friendly call. And then I'm pissed. Cause it's just like, I, <laughs> you know, I went through this whole emotional journey. Yeah, someone better be dead <laughs> if that happens. Yeah, no, I have the same thing. My, my parents can be the same exact way. Where it's somehow it's always in the middle of something and I always assume the worst has happened. It's like, how can we keep, how do we survive just even seeing the caller ID so many times and like the heart just dropping? It's just like, how have I, how am I still standing? Like this is traumatic. I've gotten very comfortable with the do not disturb setting Ooh. where I won't even look at it. It's just kind of. If it comes in, it comes in and I miss it. I love your boundaries. Thank you. <laughs> I, I've had this debate with, with my mom before because my mom, uh, she refuses to put her phone on do not disturb ever to the point she'll complain about like this person texting me at like midnight wanting to talk. And I was like, OK, it's your fault for having your phone on and at full volume. Yeah. 
but she's like, what happens if I, you know, miss an emergency? And I'm always just like, there's no emergency where you can do anything. <laughs> like, at no, like, I know you want to know, but like, maybe I just haven't experienced a true emergency in my life. But I'm always like, what are you going to do that, like, you know, a paramedic couldn't <laughs> do? You're not going to resuscitate somebody. I know, especially with uh, yeah. if there's a, like, you know, my parents are across the country. So and I was just getting a lecture from my dad the last time I saw my family. He was lecturing all of us, me and my siblings, for like t- putting mm-hmm. our phones on silent at night. And my phone's on vibrate. So like, you know, I can still get calls. I, I'm actually like sometimes I'll wake up from from vibrate. But like I don't you know, I just he was like, what if there's an emergency? What if there's an emergency? And it's like, OK, he's a doctor, so he might be on call and have to run to save someone's life. Right. But like, I don't do that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah. That's not my lane. So it's like, what do you you want me to like, what do you need to call me at 3.30 a.m. in the morning for? That's such an emergency. Yeah. Watch something happen. <laughs> <laughs> Let me. Oh, my goodness. But like, yeah, it was funny because me and my siblings were just sort of like, like sort of looking at each other like, no, <laughs> none of us wanted to keep our phones on. Yeah. Unnecessarily. I know I've gotten I so I know at least iPhone wise you can put it on do not disturb but then have your settings allow certain calls come through you can have you can like green light certain numbers so I I do that yeah there's also I think a, a setting where you if someone calls twice in a row it'll go through right so I think right. that's actually not a bad thing because then if it's an emergency call right back yeah exactly another item Mercedes drivers I love the specificity of this okay I've never seen a Mercedes driver on the road who is just like, you know, like a driver that cares about anyone else on the road. Uh huh. You know, it's always weaving out of traffic, cutting people off, tailing me. And it's always just like it's and I think that may come with the entitlement that comes with living a life where you can drive a Mercedes right? and get into a car accident like it's not going to, you know, like the insurance is not going to ruin your life. <laughs> That's true, right? You I didn't even think about that. You know, you can you can afford to get into an accident, so you don't have to be careful. And that's an expensive car to repair too. So, it's just like you might not have anything to lose, but like <laughs> you know, like I can't get another mark on my insurance otherwise a bitch is going to have to take public transportation. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think especially in L.A., it's like either people are driving like a Mercedes or the most beat up Prius you've ever seen in your life. (laughs) So it's like that Mercedes is not crashing into another. You know, you're crashing into someone who is desperately applying for acting jobs. (laughs) Yeah, don't be that person, that Mercedes driver who just. Yeah. And it's always it. Every time I see someone just driving insane where I'm just like, this is this person might kill someone the way they're Mm -hmm. driving on the highway. Always a Mercedes. Right. You know what? Something else that I forgot to put on my list that I just noticed right now is wearing a retainer. Uh huh. And I haven't because I dislike it so much. But now I'm looking and I see my tooth has moved. And it's kind of that's also kind of pissing me off. So it's like, yeah, wearing a retainer and then the the consequence of not right. wearing a retainer. Both there's just both are awful. You had braces, I I'm assuming. Yeah, back in middle school. Same. And yeah, I don't think like they 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 don't really tell you, okay, you're gonna have to wear this retainer for the rest of your life. 
because you know we're kind of oh, aligning your teeth right now with these braces, but once we take them off, they're just going to do whatever they want to do. That's not any way to live. Like, what kind of sleep is it when you have to wear like a chunk of something in your mouth? For the rest of your yeah. life. Like that's, how is that? I'd rather, I was going to say I'd rather have teeth that move, but now it kind of looks like I have a gap in my tooth and it's freaking me out. <laughs> you s- yeah, I had a, the retainer that I had, uh, I, I'm assuming they, they're all this way now, but they were sort of like Invisalign type. Oh yeah. They just kind of fit right over, which A, they were painful, probably because my teeth were just moving around like crazy, but also they were disgusting. I know. That's the other thing. It's just like this. I'm supposed to use this thing that's been in and like our mouths are just not clean. No. So it's like, how do you even sanitize it? Do you brush it with toothpaste? Like, what's the deal? Right. I remember when they gave it to me very distinctly, they said, don't boil this. And I was like, why would I ever boil? Like, that would never even occur to me. And then it got disgusting. And I was like, I want nothing more than to dip this in boiling water. (laughs) It's the only thing I want to do. I guess because it's made out of plastic. So that would just melt. Right. Exactly. I don't even know where that is anymore. So I gave up on that retainer Mm. so quick. I did too. Yeah. I, I mean... I think I stopped wearing the retainer when I was 12. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's been a it, it's been a while since then, so you know. Honestly, I had braces for like 5 years. Yeah. It was so long. So like if if my teeth weren't like set by then, it doesn't they're never going to be set. And it's just like, you know, what what's this obsession with perfect teeth? You know, it's just like mm-hmm. why are you all yeah. in my mouth? Get out of my business. Everyone in the UK is doing fine. And they dentistry doesn't even exist there. <laughs> uh, another item. <laughs> Artificial grape flavor. Oh, my gosh. It's just like, you know, you know, I don't know if it's improved, but I think a lot of for the longest time, I mean, decades, Artificial grape flavor was never good. Did not taste like grapes. Grapes are delicious. Artificial grape mm-hmm. flavor, disgusting. Disgusting. Yes. Tastes nothing like grapes. Yes. And like so much so, like I used to gag when I would see like a fake grape flavored something. Because it's one thing. I mean, there's I think two kind of categories of fake grape. One is like a, a Welch's fruit juice situation. I can live with that. I like that. Yeah. The other one is medicine, like the liquid purple. medicine. It's the one they make it purple. Yeah. The Welch's, they don't do all that purple shit. Like it's like a sort of, it actually tastes like the flavor of a grape, but like, uh, yeah, the medicine. Faintly. Yeah. But yeah, no, I was the same exact way. I used to scream and cry and often would throw up the medicine because I hated the taste of it so much. Nowhere near a grape was n- not involved at all in that creation. It's just like an insult to grapes. Don't call it grape flavor. Call it nasty purple. Purple. <laughs> <Yeah>. something. <laughs> the best flavor, I, I mean, the best flavor in medicine remains the pink amoxicillin. If you're familiar, it is like a, a, a delicious bubblegum liquid. Um, it's kind of a, I think it's an antibiotic. I haven't taken it in years, but... Delicious. Highly Good recommend. to know. Good to know. If I need a snack, uh, I'll look into that antibiotic. Yeah. yeah. If anyone's listening to this, don't really do that. 
<laughs> I mean, you know, if you have an infection and a doctor has prescribed it, I would I would recommend requesting in liquid form. Yeah. But you know which flavor they did get right pretty early on? Cherry and strawberry. The red flavors, yeah. red artificial flavors on point don't really taste necessarily like cherry or real strawberries but not bad yeah there was one cherry one i remember being absolutely horrible um that was that was worse not worse than the grape one but kind of on on par approaching the grape one and i just don't understand like when when you're creating a liquid medicine like that this is you know free consulting for for the big pharma companies here just put sugar in it. Make there. I don't think it should be that difficult to put sugar in it and make it taste good. Yeah. There's no reason it should taste bad. I'm, you know, it tastes bad because there's chemicals in it, but you can power out those chemicals by adding sugar. It's what Advil does. Okay. There's a sugar coating around that shit and it tastes great. Oh, wait. It's so like the, the p- tablets that you swallow or like the pills that you swallow. Yeah, it's either Advil or one of or like one of them, but it has like a sugar coating around it. And so it tastes like a little sweet if when it sits on your tongue. The technology exists. Yeah. And it's called sugar. (laughs) We've known about it for years. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I want to ask about, yeah, what, what the stuff that you're up to. So. Okay, I'm I'm kind of vaguely aware of what Clubhouse is because yeah. I know you're doing your show now on Clubhouse weekly. Yeah, it's a weekly show. Um, it's every Monday, 7 p.m. Pacific time, 10 p.m. Eastern, and it's a mix of stand-up and interactive audience games. Okay. So it's a live interactive comedy show uh, every Monday on the Clubhouse app, which is a social audio app. Right. The basis of the show, it's called Facial Recognition Comedy. Um, mm-hmm. It started years ago from a meme that I made because... People would confuse. There were only a handful of brown female identifying comedians in our scene mm-hmm. at the time. And people would always confuse us for each other. So one time I got mad and I made like this little meme thingy called the facial recognition guide, which asked everyone in the comedy community to refer to this guide prior to speaking <laughs> to one of us. So, you know who you're talking to. Uh-huh. And then. You know, at the time, I think, you know, there was a lot of uh, tokenism in lineups. So no one would put us on the same, you know, lineup. Right. And I was like, let's just do a show. So I picked some people like co-producers and we made a live show featuring all women of South Asian descent. Mm -hmm. And the point is, we're not the same person, you know. Right. (laughs) There can be more than one of us. It's not going to kill you. Right. And then it turned into a weekly podcast. And then I, I, when I found out about Clubhouse, I just wanted to be an early adopter of an app because I've seen uh-huh. so many people have success from being early adopters. And I ended up liking the app and they had this creator first program. And, you know, I've had this show for, for a while. I'm like, well, I'll just pitch this. Mm-hmm. And I did it on the last day because I didn't even know about the program till like the day it was due. Right. And they ended up selecting my show for, to go to pilot. And then I got picked up to series by clubhouse. So yeah, it's, it's fun. It's, it's nuts. We have one. um, Well, I guess this is not airing. We have it every Monday because we have one tonight. Today's Monday. Right. People won't hear it by this very night, but (laughs) when (laughs) we do, it'll be, you know, the next Monday. 
Exactly. Where else can people find you so they don't miss anything? Yeah, so I'm on the internet um, at Fiza Dasani on all platforms. So that's spelled F-I-Z-A-A-D-O-S-A-N-I. Um, Instagram, Twitter, Clubhouse. And then also um, the Facial Recognition Comedy, we're bringing back our podcast. Mm -hmm. So we have 150 plus episodes available right now on all the major podcast platforms. Amazing. So there's a lot to check out. A lot happening. There's <laughs> a lot going on. Well, thank you so much. This was so much fun. Yeah, thank you, Matt. All right, we're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, our chasers. Chasers are the good stuff that helps all the bad shit go out easier, starting with Do Better White People, where we highlight some anti-racism resources and other actions we could take to make our world a little bit better. Today, I wanted to talk about something happy and joyful, which is Lil Nas X. <laughs> Industry Baby, if you have not watched it. Absolutely iconic music video. We watched it together and my jaw was on the floor the entire time in the best way possible. Yeah, uh, there's a New York Times magazine profile of him by former guest complainer Jasmine Hughes titled The Subversive Joy of Lil Nas X's Gay Pop Stardom. Yeah, it is truly incredible. I don't even think it's fully set in just how incredible it is to have someone who is truly at the peak of their career mm -hmm. and is just being the most flaming homosexual he can be in the best possible way. Yeah. And he's just so good at the internet and so good about like planning everything out, knowing exactly how to respond to everybody. I still can't imagine that it is easy. No. Because <laughs> it's like he, uh, he clearly calculates what he's doing to get certain reactions that he knows are going to come. But it is still incredible that he's doing what he's doing and is not stopping. Yeah. And the article just does such a great job of like laying all of that out. And it's oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. I loved being a little fly on the wall in the car, just imagining Lil Nas X and Jasmine Hughes driving around together. It just brought me so much joy. Yeah. So uh, we'll link to that article. But if, if you're not following Lil Nas X everywhere, then I suggest that. Also, Jasmine, she's also an amazing person to follow. And yeah, watch Industry Baby. <laughs> Stream Industry Baby on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What about the TV you're watching this week? Ted Lasso started back up. Yes. So sad that it's on a weekly basis, but that's fine. So I've been watching that. How about you? Same. Ted Lasso, Schmigadoon. Schmigadoon, yes. We Have you watched more of it? We've watched the first episode together. Not yet, but I'm excited to. Me too. Yeah. If people haven't seen Apple TV, Keegan-Michael Key, Cecily Strong, they play this like fighting couple who goes to a couple's retreat and somehow stumbles into this world that is a musical. Yep. Some might say similar to the concept of Brigadoon. The musical. Do you not know Brigadoon? No. Oh my God. <laughs> it's called Schmigadoon. <laughs> Come on. I thought it was just a funny word. No, Brigadoon is like a folklore that was a musical. It's like a place that opens up once every hundred years and it's like a perfect utopia. But like if one person leaves during that one day, everything falls apart. Oh, did not know that. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Hilarious. Anyway, I'm I'm also I really enjoyed the first episode. I'm excited to keep watching. Yeah, same. Wonderful. What's your non-TV chaser? 
going to give a big shout out to popsicles. I know I did this like two years ago as well or something like that in a chaser. But um, I really I love specifically Good Pops has a cookies and cream. That's like a coconut cookies and cream. I love a coconut cream popsicle. Uh huh. Delicious. And I really love popsicles. And going to give a huge shout out to Hard Kombucha. Pew, 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 pew. Uh. <laughs> I have been really getting into uh, what is probably the most me alcoholic drink you could think of hard kombucha uh-huh. because it tastes like kombucha. It acts like kombucha. You drink a nice refreshing kombucha on a nice summer's eve. But by the end of the can, you're feeling a little light and fun, light and funky. So popsicles and hard kombucha have been how I've been keeping cool and staying cool, kids. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? It's your not TV chaser. Is it breaking uh, up with me? <laughs> yeah. Oh, the vibes are so off. <laughs> I'll say that. Just a reminder to everyone that Matt is wildly hungover. Yeah, but I brought energy, bitch. What was that if not energy from me? Kombucha and popsicles? <laughs> it's the one thing that made me happy this week. Two things, technically. Okay. My non-TV chaser is a book. What? Nerd. He reads. Yeah. A book I finished called House in the Cerulean Sea. Ooh, that's a tongue twister right there. Yeah, it's a cute little like gay book about this guy who is a caseworker for children who are orphaned because they are magical creatures. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Yeah, so a very thinly veiled metaphor for gay. <laughs> but it's like there's all these orphanages that hold these children who have been like disowned because they are magical. And then he gets asked to go to this like special place where all the particularly dangerous children are. Oh. And then you'll have to see what happens next. Oh my God. But it's really cute and fun and nice like beachy summer read, which I like. I'm trying to do more of that this summer. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, I just like a fun read. Yeah. And uh, that's it. For this week's episode. So thank you for listening to Unhappy Hour. If you want even more Unhappy Hour shit, and you know you do, you can head straight to my Patreon page where you'll get an exclusive RSS feed of our bonus content. So it's like a bonus show that you'll get once a week. You'll also get video of bonus Worst Things First stories that we're covering each week's episode, video of our extended guest complainer interview, and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, that's patreon.com slash You can also buy merch at unhappyhourshop.com. And obviously, as always, head to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, that's A-U-D-A-C-Y, wherever else you get podcasts, hit that subscribe button and rate us and review us, but only if it's nice. I don't want to hear your shit. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Studios. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Melissa Slaughter, Arlena Revelo, and me, Matt Bellisai. Special thanks to Jenna Weiss-Berman and Max Linsky. Our music is by Hansel Sue. You can bother Barry at Finkelberry Pie. You can worship me at Matt Bellisai. You can follow Unhappy Hour Pod on Twitter for all the latest podcast buzz. And you can follow us on Instagram. We finally launched an Instagram, just Unhappy Hour on Instagram. You can leave us a voicemail on our rant hotline at 601-600-RANT. That's 601-600-7268. And that's it. That's everything. 
Thank you for listening. See you next week. Uh, Bye-bye. Born free. As free as the wind blows. As free as the grass grows. Oh, wow.